Welcome to Unity Talks, where the hiring experts of Dallas-based recruiting firm Unity Search engage in lively discussion with successful business leaders to dissect their careers and how they got to where they are today, the obstacles overcome to reach their success, and steps they've taken to stay at the top of their respective fields. So listen in as we provide you with the thought-provoking conversation and ideas that keep industries moving forward. Well, hello and welcome again to the Unity Talks podcast. I'm your host, David Cathy, and we are here today with another executive in DFW to dive deep into the mind and career of one of my favorite people who I've been a client, uh, she's been a candidate, and she's a friend. And we're going to learn from her today. And her name is Amanda Johnson. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Yeah, we're so happy that you're here today. So I'm going to give you a quick rundown of Amanda's uh, really high-level rundown of her professional career. We're going to jump back into her childhood to see how her childhood prepared her with work ethic and perseverance that landed her in the position that she's in today. And just from a high-level career standpoint, we're talking to someone who CPA, has a degree, public accounting, one industry, Um, education software is another industry, family office, real estate, life sciences. So she's had different stops in different uh, industries that have helped shape who she is today, both personally and professionally. So Amanda, I gave you just a very rough introduction of your professional career, but let's talk about, you know, how you got to where you decided I want to be an accountant when you were a kid growing up. Okay. Okay. Yes. So Family, kind of a large family here, right? Large family, yes. I am one of six, so um, I have four sisters and one brother um, right there in the middle. Um, So, yeah, very large family. Might be why I decided to only have two. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, large family, uh, lots lots going on all the time, never a dull moment, Um, modest upbringing. Definitely, I would say um, my upbringing is where I learned my work ethic and my perseverance. Um, My dad was one of nine, and he was the uh, only one to graduate high school out of his siblings. My mom was one of four, and she actually did not graduate high school. Um, But both of my parents, you know, managed to always work hard, always provide for us. Um, and you know they they taught us the the value of working hard and um, and, and just a, a general theme of always be able to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Never put yourself in a position where you have to rely on someone else, whether that be a husband or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or you know uh, your parents again or mm-hmm. wh- whatever. Um, so that's that's kind of what led me to accounting. I think originally as a, as a small child, I probably thought, oh, you know, I love animals. I'll be a veterinarian mm-hmm. because that sounds great, right? Yeah. If you love animals, but it turns out there's a fair amount of putting them down yeah. in that profession. The sad part. There's the sad part. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so I thought that might not suit me too well. Um, emotionally like I don't really want to do this that's not the fun part I just like to pet them and play with them them. yes is there a job out there where I can just pet the animals (laughs) it turns out that's really not in demand probably doesn't pay a lot 
it probably doesn't. Yeah. Yes, it probably doesn't. So, um, so at some point in high school, I uh, I took an accounting class, and it kind of just uh, clicked a little bit, and it it kind of just made me realize this is uh, a you know a career path that I feel mm-hmm. like would be always in demand and, and just kind of be a stable choice. Um, independent of economy fluctuations and it just kind of sat with me as something that yeah. would be a, a, a reasonable choice. Well, I feel like that too. I feel like whenever people ask that question, I always feel like I'm like, I, I, I rattle off the same list every single time. It's like a teacher, an accountant, a nurse, someone in IT. Like yes. those are my four go-tos whenever I think stable, um, always going to be needed, yep. you know, always kind of in demand for mm-hmm. the most part, can kind of live anywhere you want to live, no matter what city, big or small, there's going to be accountants, teachers, nurses, yep. and IT professionals. Right. Exactly. And you, you mentioned yesterday when we were chatting, it, was, it just seems so practical. At the time you were in high school and you said it just seemed really practical to me that this was safe and something I was good at. Right, right. And of course, I had to consult with my counterpart, my twin. Yes. And it was a joint decision. Yes. As as most things are in our twin life. Um, so together, we decided. We're going to be accountants this. too. Yeah, Let's we're do gonna, this thing. We're, we're going to go our undergrad. So those that don't know, Amanda has a twin, um, yep. Angela. She uh, also a CPA. Yes. You got your master's in accounting together yes. at the same school, yes. taking the same classes. Yes. Yeah. And I hate to put you on the spot here. Go ahead and do it. I already told GPA, you. GPA, CPA, who was better? I know you know. I mean, you know, she's very smart. Um, she actually passed all four parts of the CPA exam on her first try, whereas I failed one part by two points. So she has that on me. So, but it was, it was fun to do that together. We pushed each other, you know, it was, it was like, we always had a cheerleader. Yeah. You know, we, we had, you know, someone to, who was literally, you know, in each other's shoes going, I know how this feels. You can do it. You know, you can, you can make it just keep going. Yeah. It's good, healthy competition. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you're cheering for each other, but you're also competing with each other. Right. But it's healthy. But in a good way. Yeah. Yes. It's super healthy. It propelled you to where you were then and where you are today right which yes. i think i think that's great now so you're graduating college you both get a cpa um at that point in time were you thinking i'm gonna be a cfo like this is my destiny this is what i'm gonna do with my life and i'm gonna be a cfo at you know 23 years old uh you know i don't think that i i really thought that per se i think if i had any thoughts about, you know, this will be my, the you know, the future of my career. I, I think I had a, a brief notion of, oh, me and my twin sister will open up a, a CPA firm, you know, mm-hmm. double digit accounting. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not silly? I, I would love that. I would, How silly It still that? may be in the cards. It's, oh, David, let me be clear. It is not in the cards. <laughs> no, sir. Um, so, yeah, so we both did some time in public accounting, both in tax, actually. And I think that thought just 
went goodbye. Yeah. Um, just well, wasn't for me. Yeah. Well, or, so or or the thought of like having my own CPA firm. Having your own CPA, or even just like this is the pinnacle of being a CFO, and that's what I'm shooting for, and it's that or bust. It, it was really like. I so, think, what do you think about instead? What did you want instead when you graduated? I think I just always a be able to make a living, mm-hmm. support myself. You know, again, which you the, learned from the family you grew exactly, up. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Just the the need to be independent and take care of myself um, was first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it was more about wanting to learn and grow um, and just experience various facets in the accounting and finance world. You know, not just not just tax. Yeah. You know, or just fixed assets or just revenue or what have you, you know? Well, it's come in really handy, like in so many different areas, the learning and not just one scope. So you started out in tax accounting and then you moved over to GL when you got into industry. And you've always been, uh, I mean, you've had some large companies, but it's always seemed and where you are now, you're you're made for a smaller company. and you've had a bunch of different industries and experiences. Yep. So what do you feel about, what do you feel that having experience in all those industries, when you meld all of that together, how has that shaped you uh, as a professional today? Good question. Very good question. Um, I'd say that, I mean, in a, in a positive way, for sure, it, it helps me when I'm faced with new challenges to look back and because it's it's like everything has been a new challenge mm-hmm. you know I, there there haven't been too many times where I'm just you know humming along in my comfort zone it when I'm joining a, a you know a new industry mm-hmm. it's all kind of new again and it it's a challenge and so going through that time and again yeah it just it it's all about a matter of perspective and it I think it, you know, again, helps me cope with yep. facing challenges. It doesn't seem so daunting. Yep. Right. Yep. Because You've had success in the past. Right. You know you can deliver. Right. And it's just, it's relying on the success after the success. Even when you have that feeling of, oh my gosh, I don't even know the language that they're talking right now. This is yep. totally foreign to me. Which I've literally been in that situation <laughs> numerous times. But you've done it before. Exactly. And you yes. look back and that's a vote of confidence, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I feel like that would be a vote of confidence. I also feel like it's allowed you to see so many different things from a smaller company perspective mm-hmm. that, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but when you're, when you're at a, a controller or a CFO of a smaller company, you're not just closing the books each month and making journal entries each right. month. You see a wide variety yep. of activity. So many different things. That's what's exciting. Yeah. You know, that's why I think it. I am more suited toward the the smaller environment because, I mean, it's it's just so much more diverse. Um, from you get to see benefits and payroll and HR and sales tax and federal tax and payroll tax and, um, you know, audit, you, you just see 
such a variety budgeting forecast like mm-hmm. all of it. you even see things that are non back office finance and accounting related functions right. you know i feel like uh, a leader at a smaller company oftentimes gets the phone call when no one else what's knows what to do and mm-hmm. something's happening they're like i don't know call amanda you know just tell her about it and see what happens right yes you know and it's not <laughs> yes. a, you know maybe it's it's it or someone's knocking at the door and they don't know what to do with this person and it's like i don't know go get the controller right yes yes and yeah that, and then and then that opens up a can of worms and you yeah. learn something new yeah yeah so you There's, really have to go into an office in the morning you know and you may have a plan and then in a heartbeat, your day is shifted. Right. And you're yes. completely chasing something else. Right. Is that something that you like? Is that? Yeah. I mean, so in, for the most part, yes. Because it, again, it just keeps it interesting. You mm-hmm. know, it, we all find some comfort in our day-to-day tasks that are the easy, you know, mindless type activities. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that gets old. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's the the unexpected or the you know the random fire drill of the day that it it just keeps things um interesting you know yeah when you can and it's and it's acceptable if it's not confidential information um the people that work for you do you like to even the things that aren't in their line of business and their scope of duties um, and they don't have a pressing deadline. Do you like to bring them into those things to show them the broader picture of what happens at that level? Yes, yes, um, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I, I've been doing that with um, the assistant controller who uh, works for me right now mm-hmm. and trying to bring her in. I'm always mindful of her time, though. You know, I always, um, you know, check with her and make sure, you know, hey, if, if you're too swamped. I mean, it, of course, generally I know what she's working on, but right. you know, I do, I'm mindful of her time, but yeah, it's in to, you always have to judge like the people that work for you to see if they're the kind of person who wants that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and she definitely is. So mm-hmm. she's a rock star. Yeah. Her. Um, but yeah, I do. And it, because I know that that's, that is how you learn and grow. And typically those people that want that exposure, like you want to them to bring them in closer into the business. It kind of creates that sticky culture. Like I work for someone who shows me so many different things that aren't really even accounting functions, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And it creates that sticky culture where it's, it's actually harder for them to consider leaving if they're being tempted to leave right, to go right. somewhere else. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think that's so cool, giving them that opportunity. Those are also the people that you want to be able to promote up. And, and that's okay if someone doesn't want that. Would you agree? Like, I don't oh, really want yes. that. And so absolutely. you know they want to just do what they're doing. Yes. And that is absolutely, completely okay. Yeah. yeah. No one should ever feel uh, bad about that. Yeah. Well, you've, you've worked for, so interestingly, Amanda has worked with and for three of our other guests on the Unity Talks podcast in the past, mm-hmm. and you'd consider them, I don't know if it was formally discussed, but it's like, oh yeah, all three of them could be mentors. Right. Especially right. one in particular. Christina, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Christina Bailey, who she was on the first episode of the Unity Talks podcast, who's the CFO of MTX Group. 
Yep, Hi, Christina, amazing. if you're Hi, listening. Christina. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, when you look at someone and you're working for them or they're in a different department, are you looking at them and from a distance as observation of, man, I love the way they handle themselves? Um, are you are you actively engaging them in discussions to pick their brain? Is it a little of both so that you can learn to be a better leader in your own career? I would say um, probably there's a there's a lot of observation that goes on um, that I think is just innate in you know in the work environment and particularly with the leaders of your own department. Um, you have more exposure to those folks. Um, and so to observe how they handle stressful situations, mm -hmm. um, how they, you know, time management even, you know, something as seemingly simple as that. Um, it, there's definitely a fair amount of observing um, how they react to certain business situations that they're in. Um, and then, also, just time, you know, just mm -hmm. time in the saddle, um, watching situations unfold in, in a business, in the, in the life cycle of businesses mm -hmm. and various things that you're exposed to, and uh, watching other leaders in the company. And, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's a matter of seeing things that you tell yourself, I think I'll mark that one down as something not to do. Yeah, I think that can be just as important, you know. Absolutely. Um, so, but luckily, I've had I've had lots of uh, of great mentors: Christina, um, Scott Moore, most yeah. recently Britt Brown. You should invite him on the show. <laughs> um, so I've had some some great people to uh, learn from, and you know whether they have realized that they're mentors to me or not, I don't know, mm -hmm. but, um, but you can be, you, you know, you might be a mentor to someone and not mm -hmm. even know that you are, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Actions, actions speak and right. someone's always watching right. how you're holding yourself in a professional environment. And exactly. so it's always important when you reach a certain level, maybe even any level, right? right. I guess right. it's kind of, any yeah. level. you come out of school and it's important to be mindful of yes. how you're behaving yes. because you have other leaders watching you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm glad I caught myself there because it's not just for leaders to watch that. It's for everybody in an organization. Right. And yes. how they behave. Yes. Do you find yourself today pulling on uh, specific behavioral examples from the past and, and discussing it with your assistant controller today that maybe it was something when you were at your life sciences company where you observed something and it's like, oh, I've been in a similar situation and you draw that as a resource on how to handle in today's job? Uh, yeah, yeah. I wish I could think of a specific example, but um, but I know I do. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, 100%, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I find myself doing that all the time. Like, yeah. I'll be talking to the team, and I'm like, so-and-so told me this one time, or I'll never forget, you know, this situation, and it's 15 years ago. Right. But at the right moment, it just comes to yep. comes to me. Right. And I'm so thankful of just having that awareness yeah. um, and the ability to observe people better at the job than I am. 
there know? are probably not many of those things. No, they're definitely <laughs> those. I've got a lot of them, but you know, it's yeah. it's super important yep. to do that. It is. It really is. Um, so tell us a little bit about the path that you've taken. So you're in the CFO role now. You were promoted internally, mm -hmm. and you've spent in your career ten plus years in three different family office-ish type environments. One was probably a little bit heavier real estate, mm -hmm. but you had a toe in the water of family office for about four and a half years while you were there. Right, right. It's so, for those that don't know and might be listening to this, family offices is basic, well, you describe what a family office is. I don't know why I'm doing it. You're the pro. Yeah, uh, so um, it's, you know, in, instead of dealing with a corporation's finances, it's think of that for an individual or a, a family, you know, mm -hmm. a group of, of obviously wealthy individuals um, who are successful. Um, and, you know, those folks are interesting to learn from. You know, the successful people, uh, you know, extremely successful and wealthy people yeah. are not cut of the same cloth as your average everyday person. Yeah. obviously, right? Yeah. Or we would all be walking around, you know, super yeah. wealthy and successful. They're the five percenters, exactly. you know? Yes. And they're cut from a different cloth. Yesterday you said they just have this different DNA. Right. And yes. you've seen many of them in your career. Right. Yes. I, it's just, it's fascinating to me. It is. Yeah, it is. It's fascinating to me as well. What, what is like, what are, what is the separator? Like what, what is the difference? It's, uh, you know, I think a lot of it really is their DNA, you know, how it's just in them. Um, but it, but I think regardless of whether or not it's in your DNA, you can, you know, learn from things that they do to, you know, help yourself be more successful. Mm -hmm. Obviously, maybe not to their level, mm -hmm. but you know, there, there are things that you can learn about negotiation and, you know, again, time management and just juggling a, a million things mm -hmm. um, and just how they how they react in, in certain situations. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's definitely a lot to learn from super successful. Yeah. And sometimes those are the people that get the, the bad rap, you know, the, we all hear about them, you know, the that horror stories about the super wealthy people, but I've been lucky enough to work for some very, very kind. I was going to say the people, people that you've worked for, that's the other thing is the people that you've worked for. Yeah. They're, they're wealthy and, and, and maybe kind. not, maybe not every deal goes great, but what's more important than both of those two things, whether a deal goes good or whether or not they're wealthy is they're just, they're good people. Good people. Right. That's what's, you know? that's what's most important. It, yeah. It's kind of heartwarming and refreshing to know that people that are out there that so many people look up to are also just good human beings, yes, right? It, their it intentions. Can exist. Yeah. Right. yeah. Their but they're, they're always, I think it would be so fascinating to think about like when you said you can learn things from them and, and apply it to yourself. So I would say I'm probably more of a, a risk averse person. I'm mm -hmm. an old finance person before I got into this, and maybe I'm a little bit more risk averse. And if I were working in one of those organizations, I would see their willingness to accept a risk based on how a deal is structured 
And even though I might not be able to do that because it takes some capital to do that and I don't have that, but it would make me more willing perhaps in my personal life or say, you know what, I can come back from this. If right. it doesn't yep. work out, I can come back from this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely a common theme that I've noticed in the, in the various family offices that I've worked for um, of, to your point, um, a higher tolerance for risk uh, and also just this attitude of, you know, just get, get things done, you mm -hmm. know, just don't give up. Mm -hmm. There's a way you will find a way. Um, and yeah, like you said, not every deal goes great, but it's not letting yourself get hung up on the things that don't go great, but moving forward and continuing to, uh, to find new ones that do go well, right? You know, right. not letting not letting the failures uh, keep you down. Well, that's a little bit of the perseverance that we talked about. So, whether you uh, are a wealthy individual, right, and mm -hmm. you have to persevere, it's just shaped a little bit differently. Right. We talked about your perseverance of of how that's led you to where you are. Right. And I'm sure that you still draw on that today because. You, you went from um, growing quickly in your career, and you still are, and then you have, now you've got two little kiddos yep. at the house. Mm -hmm. and I also I'm have two stepsons, too. I don't want to forget about them. They're this great. is true. Mm -hmm. This is true. And so you've had to make that shift, right? And I'm yeah. sure that's brought through times where you've had to persevere um, through some issues, whether it's personally or professionally, or how mm -hmm. your per personal life impacts your professional life. Right, right. What do you draw on for that? Like, how, do you draw on the childhood that you can? Do you feel like that has an impact and it's led you to where you are today on knowing that you can persevere? Um, that and just, I guess, just as I've experienced certain things in my career and I've made it through them, looking back on those times, mm -hmm. and there's one time in particular that I'm thinking of, um, when I was the controller at Holt Lunsford Commercial, and this was around the time that I met you, David. Okay. I was pregnant, and yeah. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. Um, I'm gonna need someone because I'm gonna be going on maternity leave. Yes. Um, and you brought me Angie. Oh, love, love Angie. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going to a doctor's visit, you know, typical pregnancy doctor's visit, and got told I needed to go to the hospital right then and there got put on bed rest and I was new in my role as a controller um, it was it was difficult it was very difficult uh, but you know with all these questions going on about was well, my baby gonna be okay is mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to let the company down you know I know they're mm -hmm. really counting on me um, but I had a, a great boss Scott Moore who I know you know him. yeah absolutely um, and the two of us worked together and uh, it was there was a lot of conference calls from home and working on budgets and you know just yeah. working through some pretty difficult things during a very challenging time personally um, but I made it through and I you know to this day me and Scott Moore look back on that and laugh like can you believe we you know yeah we made it through that we can make yeah. it through anything you know I really do actually Feel think that. back on yeah. that experience and go you know, and just remember how it seemed so unsurvivable, mm -hmm. but 
I actually did survive. And, yeah. And I think I thrived, actually. Yeah. You know? I well, think Scott's such a great guy, too. I mean, he's he is, just fantastic. Yeah. And I, he is. I think that's the thing. Like, you're, you're trying to work from home, and you're persevering through a trying time mentally, emotionally, yep. physically for you. Yep. And I really think it's important that our listeners whether they are just beginning in their career mm-hmm. or uh, they're mid-year in their career, mid-tier in their career, or they're at the top. I mean, I really think it's important for people to, at the time when you go through those things, it's super challenging and you think there's no way out, you know, and right. you feel like the walls are closing in on yeah. you. And uh, it's important not to just sweep those under the rug and never think about them again because you can use that as a resource oh, uh, to absolutely. help you. Oh, 100%. I draw on that all the time. Just remember, you made it through that. You can make it through anything. Yeah. yeah. I know I have mine. I, in, in fact, my team at Unity Search, a lot of them know mine. What is your... Can you tell me yours? Uh, I mean, it's just different things. My wife and I were super young. We were 19 years old. We were freshmen in college. We got pregnant. We weren't married at the time. It was... Yeah. We went to a, a Christian university, and you'd think that people would surround you. Instead, you wear a scarlet letter, and no one wants anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to scrape two nickels together just to survive on peanut yeah. butter and jelly sandwiches and red beans and rice for years. Yeah. And uh, and I always think back, like, if I can make it through that, I'm not going to let this. This isn't going to take me down. And then I just re- keep replacing what the new this is. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and I just... I've used that for so much in my personal and professional life. Yeah. And you refuse to, you know, it's that, it's crazy. The perseverance and work ethic, they go hand in hand. They really do. You know, because it's like, I'm going to persevere. You have that right mindset and we're all going to face it. Whether you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth or not, you're going to face trying times. Mm -hmm. And then when you decide I'm going to persevere, that's when the work ethic kicks in. Yep. You know, and it's not the only time the work ethic kicks in. The work ethic is all throughout there. But really, once you make that decision, it's like it clicks and you are going to survive and thrive yep. and use your work ethic to get you through. Absolutely. And I yep. think that's I love that you started. I mean, I love that you started your your life really, you know, one of six. Your dad was one of nine. And you've made the career and the family that you've had and you keep drawing on those resources and those mentors. And I just, I love that story for people to hear because someone listening today has that same story, Mm -hmm. a little bit different, but they have that same story and and they're going to look at you and they're going to say, if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not believe me. If I can do it, anyone can do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like some people could say, wait a minute, David, if she can do it, like give me some credit. I am giving you credit. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so as we wrap up today, so I'd love for you to give our listeners, okay? So our listeners, they could be other leaders in organizations or people like you when you were graduating along with Angie with your CPA and being competitive to see who's going to pass the test first Mm -hmm. and they're launching into their career. What are the one, two pieces of advice that you would impart on them? Uh, Definitely, as we've talked about the work ethic and the, you know, the perseverance that is key. Um, But another thing that I think is important to keep in mind, which is important to me is always learn just never ever stop learning you know Mm -hmm. if you're not learning you're dying Mm -hmm. you it just 
you, I think as long as you stay focused on, um, on never being stagnant in just always, j- just be hungry to learn. Yeah. That's key. I yeah. mean, there's, there's so much out there, so much to learn. So how do you, so how do you learn? What, what, what do you, what do you do? Um, so surrounding yourself with, with people that, mm-hmm. you know, that know things that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to have those people that are not stingy with their knowledge, you know, cause we all know those people, but mm-hmm. luckily I've had some, some really, uh, good folks in my life that are willing to share their knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Um, also just, you know, online reading, mm-hmm. um, taking, even even the silly you know forty hours of CPE that I have to do every year, I'll be darned if yeah. every time um, I'm at some point during these CP hours I'm, I'm going, well that actually was interesting you know I'm yeah. glad I I'm glad I did that you yeah know? so it's yeah it's I think it's I think it's key it's it's huge yeah. to always learn. Always. Yeah, I love that. So mm-hmm. last week or two weeks ago, we had Stacy Murray sitting in that seat and kind of the same thing that you let off with, like surround yourself with people. And she said, network, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, you may not want to go to this event, go to the event, you know, surround yourself with those people. Like mm-hmm. I think about that term that, you know, those two terminologies or those two sayings that people say, they're like, if you want to increase your net worth, increase your network. Yes, um, I like that. There's the other one of, you know, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with the most. And so elevate who you surround yourself with. Those are, those are one and the same. Mm-hmm. And typically you get to learn from those people, right? You're learning from them every day in the office that you're working in. Absolutely. And you've yes. done it throughout your career. And I, I love that that's a great work ethic, perseverance. And then always continue to learn, whether it's even CPE, where people are like, you have to have toothpicks in your eyes to stay yes. awake through some of it. Yeah. You, you can always find something yeah. interesting. and yeah. An MBA in your car by listening to Audible or a podcast or reading a book, old school, which I've been working at getting better at. Mm-hmm. Not a very good reader. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I've, I work at it pretty hard. So mm-hmm. anyways, Amanda, thank you so much for yeah. being here today. Yes. I hope good. you had as much fun as, as we did. I did. Thank you so Great. much, David. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Unity Talks podcast, where we meet with leaders across DFW who are great at their career and how they got there and how they maintain. And as we heard from just Amanda just now, it's about continuing to learn throughout her entire career. And until next time, we'll see you down the road. If you're looking for the next step in your career or the missing piece for your team, Unity Search has you covered. Whether it's finance and accounting, tax services, information technology, or human resources, Unity Search is here for you with experienced and dedicated hiring professionals. Reach out today and take the next step. Unity Search, placing you first.